All right. Hey, Queens. Today we have an awesome guest with us. This is Brittany, and she is a success coach. Do you want to introduce yourself and tell the listeners a little bit about what you do? Sure. Uh, So I am an entrepreneur, a writer, an artist, and a success coach, as you said. And I like to help people be happier and more positive. So that's like my number one question I get is, how are you so positive all the time? So I try to help people with that. I really feel that people would be happier and the world would be a better place if people got to do what they love. And doing that, yeah. So like doing that requires taking the time to, figure that out. Yeah. And that's a process trying to figure out like what really lights me up, what really makes me happy, especially when we all get like put in these boxes, like you're good at this. So you should do this. And then you're just doing it and you're just like, but I hate it. Right. I call those pretty prisons. Want to explain what that is. So a pretty prison is basically when everything on the outside looks wonderful. Like there was a time I lived in this beautiful, like two-story log cabin with like five bedrooms. It was gorgeous. All right. Mm -hmm. And everybody would tell me, oh, it's so pretty. It's so pretty. And I was the worst like feeling ever in that place. There was so much stress and things that people didn't see in it. But it was like you felt like you couldn't be sad or upset about it because everybody's seen it as this beautiful, like, work of art type of thing. Like, oh, it's so pretty. How could you be unhappy? Right. So, yeah. So we put ourselves in these pretty prisons where we do something because it looks good, but we don't think about how it's going to make us feel. Yeah. It looks good to other people. Yeah, and then be part of it. Right. Yeah. And then we feel stuck. Right. And that's why you not be grateful for all of these fantastic things you have. Right. Exactly. I mean, look at you can look at celebrities. Like how many celebrities do we know that are like super depressed? Right. And you're like, how are you depressed? You have everything you could ever want. Yeah. Because it's not all it seems. Right. You have like all the fancy things and lack any like real human connection or any understanding from other people or yeah, even being able to go and get coffee without getting harassed if you're a celebrity. Right. And the crazy thing is, is that happens in real life with normal people, not just celebrities, but we do it to ourselves. We do. And I think a lot of it is just like, I talk a lot about societal expectations and how we get taught all of these things and we get trapped. And I love your term, pretty prisons for that. That's so fun. And it makes so much sense to me because we do like the great career. You're making all this money. Why would you want to leave? Why would you want to struggle to own your own business? And you make this much money now or 
Why would you want to leave your seemingly perfect relationship? What about your children? You know, all the things. It's always from somebody outside of you. Yeah. Like you have to meet their checklist. Yeah. Like, oh, you're married. Check. Oh, you have this job. Check. Oh, you Mm -hmm. went to college. Check. Oh, you just had a baby. Check. (laughs) Well, but don't have a dog. (laughs) right here it's your pet well you're missing something you better get a dog because you don't have a dog (laughs) I really do want a dog (laughs) I have two they're a lot they're like yeah I love them but they're insane yeah yeah Yeah, like you said though we get like this idea of the American dream like you want to follow the American dream Right. But do you feel like you've broken out of that for yourself? I do. I very much feel like I have. Um, (laughs) I. Wow, I wasn't ready for that one. (laughs) Um, I definitely broke out of it. I had put myself in numerous pretty prisons. Mm-hmm. And you can do them in all different aspects of your life, whether it be a job, mm-hmm. whether it be a relationship, um, just anything, even friendships. Uh, yeah, that's a good one too. Yeah. We put ourselves and we don't look at how we put ourselves there, but the good news is we can get ourselves out. Right. It's that's just a lot because huh? you that's why I wanted to ask you that because if you've escaped it then anybody listening will know if they're in that situation they can too yeah you can be an escape artist you can take back be your own fairy godmother take the wand and just take care of yourself yeah. <laughs> but you do that by you instead of looking at what society says you should do Mm-hmm. you look at instead what you would want to do and you have to be completely honest with yourself yeah like, that's hard it is really hard because a lot of times we're like like you have people that are like I want to be a New York Times bestseller just yep. as an example mm-hmm. why do you want to be a New York Times bestseller like that's the key why are you doing it right And, you know, oh, well, I'm doing it to have all these accolades or whatever. It's like, yeah. yeah. So it's like you have to look at and you have to like reverse engineer things. It's like, okay, what does it take to do that? What's the real cost? Yeah. And a lot of times we don't look at what the actual cost of something is that we're doing. Right. And like there's like emotional tax on things. So for me, it all started with, I, I heard one person say, you are responsible for being where you are. And it's like, I had to take that ownership. Like, okay, I accepted getting to where I am. Yeah. How do I get out of it? So instead of being focused on the, I'm stuck, I'm stuck, I'm stuck. Yeah. It's like, go around it. It's almost like the whole, like, pothole analogy or like you know if you're driving your car and you're looking at a pothole 
and you focus on the pothole, you'll probably hit it. Instead, you have to shift your focus on going around the pothole. What way are you going? Are you moving left? Are you moving right? If you don't, yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Because it is hard sometimes. You find yourself in this place and you can be like, well, he did this and she did this and this job did this. And now I hate everything. And then you're just there. And it's being stuck is a terrible place to be. It really is. Just be like, okay, but now I have to move somewhere, anywhere, even an inch. Right. Exactly. You know, some people just don't want to admit that they actually, there's comfort Mm -hmm. in the knowing. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but where people are like, I expected this to go bad and then it goes bad and then they're happy because they were right that it was going to go bad. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I see people like that. And I don't, I'm not that kind of person. So I'm just like, why, why do you keep making yourself like I don't generally say people manifest negative things but some people really manifest negative things because if that's all you're focused on there's nowhere else for you to go right and it's like if you know you're going to be like like if you had a chance if you knew you could either be stuck and miserable Mm -hmm. or there was a slight chance that something could be better yeah why would you not take the chance yeah I think people just are so scared of the unknown, even if it could be better. I always ask people like, what is the very worst that could happen in this situation? And most of the time, the answer is you're stuck right where you were. Like if it doesn't work out, you didn't, you're not going backwards. You're just going to be right back where you were. So why not try? Right. And sometimes it's not even that bad. Right. Like we think it's so much worse than it's going to be. And yeah, be like, don't, I'm sorry, go ahead. It's that fear of failure, I think. And that's again, because you don't want other people to see you failing. Right. Like, oh, that'll bring shame. Right. Okay. So what does that do? Right. Your, your bills still get paid, right? Yeah. There was one thing that one of, um, there was somebody in my life had said, they're like, they can't take your birthday away. I love that. I always thought that was so neat. I'm like, huh, that's true. You're right. You can't take your birthday away. Yeah. Do you think it's hard to teach people to get out of these situations? It can be. Yeah. It can be. It, it's definitely hard because we have it programmed. For one, we're already telling ourselves it's hard. Right. That alone makes it hard such a good point (laughs) but then there's also the fact there's there's a difference there are people that have that spark Mm -hmm. at least that's what I call it like a spark where they're like I know this can be different yeah those are the people that you can help those are the people that can get the help it's like you have to want you have to want to be saved yep You can't save somebody that doesn't want to be saved. No, you can't. I've tried. (laughs) I've tried (laughs) to. That was a hard learned lesson. 
Yep. And it's like, we always, that's the thing. Like we, we hold on hope and we view and we see the potential mm-hmm. instead of seeing what's actually there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Relate to that. But I so, do feel happiness is like a skill. All of it is a skill. Yeah. Can you explain what you mean by that? So you have your set beliefs. Mm-hmm. They're ingrained for you, into you from when we're young. Like you said, the society standards, you know, we're kind of bred to believe these things. Mm-hmm. And then when you want to change them, like I had somebody explain to me once that you are working when you're trying to change a thought pattern or process, you are working against 95% of yourself. Yeah. So yes, it is hard, but the more you do it, the repetition and things like that, eventually it starts to kind of balance out and then it gets to where it becomes habit. Yeah. Success is a habit. Happiness is a habit. It's Absolutely. in little things we do. Yeah. So if you could tell people one thing that they could start doing to be a little bit more happy, that's a tough one. <laughs> that is a tough one. I actually thought about it earlier. And of course I didn't bring that one in here. <laughs> you have to, how did I word it? It's going to take me a second. That's okay. You have to make it your mission to change your mindset like you have to find those things that are your priorities yeah and what's in alignment with you and you have to make it your mission that you are going to change it I love that you said it has to be what works for you because I feel like so much of like personal development coaching everything is so like okay well, here's the five steps. If you do these five things, you will be better. But in reality, that might work for 50% of the people or 20% of the people and the other people, it's not going to work at all. And then they're going to be like, well, this is trash. I can't be happy because I did these five steps and I'm still not happy because everybody has to do something different. Exactly. I mean, it's like, if you look at, if you look at weight loss or getting healthy, you know, all of that, it's basically trial and error of finding what works for you. You're not going to do something that doesn't work for you. Right. You just, I, I told a lady today, it's, it's a matter of being consistent. She's like, well, I need to do this this way. And that's the thing is a lot of people are like, well, I have to do it this way because this is what I've been shown is the right way. Right. And I'm like, if you're focused on doing it the right way and you get burned out and you don't do it, is it worth it? Right. I said consistency over. Yes. You, I would, I would rather see you do something consistently than to do something once and then give up. Yeah, I agree. And that's what I used to tell my trained personal training clients too. Like they'll go so extreme. Like from nothing to I need to do an hour workout seven days a week. And I'm like, can we just try for like 30 minutes, three times a week and then see how that works out for you and your schedule? Like commit to three days. 
consistently instead of being like, I wa- used to watch TV all night. Now I'm going to work out every day. And then you fail on day four and then you quit. Right. And not to mention what feels better than accomplishing your goal and then taking it beyond that. Yes. So it's yeah. like, I set it for three, mm-hmm. but I achieved five. Yeah. It feels so much better than, oh, I made it through those five. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So I think that's important for everybody to know. You just got to do what works for you. Yeah. After you choose, make the choice. Like you said, you have to make it your mission to be happier. Reprogram your mindset in ways that work for you. Exactly. And it's like success and happiness are different for everyone. Uh, you, some people love being a workaholic. They get a thrill from working their butts off and hustling. And then there's some people that, <laughs> funny story, I went on a date and I told this guy about what I wanted to do and achieve. And he looks at me and he told me, that sounds like a lot of work. and I'm like but if you enjoy it and it's what you want to do yeah and like I remember they were in a position where I'm like you could do this for yourself because in my mind for me what success is to me is I love like Tony Robbins version of it I want to do what I want when I want how I want with who I want. Yep. I think when I want, I don't know if I said that one already, (laughs) but basically to me, it's having choice. Yes. Choice and flexibility. Like it's not a dollar sign. Yeah. It's a feeling. Yes. I totally agree. Yeah. That's what it is for me too. Having control over my own life. Not anybody outside of my life telling me like, you need to be here at this time. I would die. (laughs) I had to sit in the same place all day, every day being told what to do. But for some people, that's their dream. Like if it works for you, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like, if you're fine where you're at, then Mm -hmm. more power to you, go for it. Like if you're happy, you can sit there at the end of the day and say you're fulfilled and happy with what you're doing. Yeah. That's a win. Yeah, exactly. So I have a fun question for you. I'm ready. <laughs> what, is, what is something people often misunderstand about you? Oh, <laughs> that's a good one. Um, <laughs> I get taken the wrong way a lot of times. Um. I get excited about things. Like I get very passionate and sometimes that passion like gets kind of misconstrued. What do they take Um, it as? Huh? What do they take your passion as instead of? Um, Sometimes they'll like take it as I might be like worked up or upset or, and it's like, no, no, I'm not mad. (laughs) I'm not mad. (laughs) I'm not angry. Like, this is like, this is just, this is something, this is, this is my soul coming out. Like, this is like, let me just be on my soapbox for like five seconds. (laughs) Yeah. I love when I catch people in those moments 
Like when you talk about something you love, people look so different. Like people's face lights up and you can like see that spark in their eyes. I love that. When I can help people find like that thing that makes them feel like that, that's, there's nothing better than that. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Like that is the best feeling in the world. It is. Yeah. I love to see Uh, people passionate and inspired. Exactly. And it can be the littlest thing too. Don't you like love it when somebody like, even if it's something um, like small, like it's like the people that stop to smell the roses. And it's like, like, I didn't even know that rose was there until you pointed it out. And you're like, man, I'm really glad you pointed. I didn't realize how much I liked that. Yeah. It's like, wow, my world just got better just because you brought this to my attention. Yes. I love that. (laughs) And I love people like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. What makes you feel like your best self or what inspires you? What makes me feel like my best self or inspires me? I love a good underdog story. Yeah. Uh, I love the whole like I like you said it's almost that whole light the the lighting up of someone like if you are able to take something and even if it helps one person if if you put this out and one person does something small and minute mm-hmm. just something I don't know. Maybe it's they made their bed. Okay. Like it could be that small. Like they made their bed for all we know. It's somebody that hasn't been able to get out of their bed for like two weeks. Right. That's huge. Yeah. That stuff inspires me. That's the stuff that keeps me going. That like that little glimmer of hope. Like if you can do I go to work. I've actually had that. Another thing that like people misconstrue about me is I treat people how I want to be treated. Mm -hmm. That is like my code. That is my personal code. And when I do that, naturally, I try to be the person that I would want to meet. Right. A lot of people, unfortunately, are so used to people doing that with an agenda. Yeah. That they don't believe it. Yeah. And that breaks my heart. Yeah. I hate that too. Do you find that that happens like out in the real world or, or on social more or both? Ooh. Um, I feel there's a lot more fake people on social. Yes. I feel there's, yeah. Um, because they can hide. <laughs> yeah. Um, body language don't lie. <laughs> this is a good point. Yes. <laughs> um, that and um, I don't know. I, I like to view social in like it, to some people, that's a world to be somebody that they're not. Yeah. To me, it's my place to be me. Yeah. Like I remember there was a time where I was um, a stay-at-home mom and I was babysitting and Mm -hmm. I 
had a lot of bad stuff going on. It was just a really, really dark place. And I had become very isolated. I wasn't able to have friends. I wasn't able to, you know, really communicate with people. And um, I hadn't really found my tribe. Yeah. So I ended up getting into personal development. I was so thankful. I started listening to podcasts. Mm-hmm. I started, you know, I started really diving into anything I could get my hands on personal development wise, because that made me feel better about myself. That is the stuff that inspires me. I like seeing myself do more. Yeah. And I like trying to be my best self. And so when I was doing that, I was taking what I was learning and then I was going online about it and I would go live. And just being in the certain social circles online, I was finding people. I'm like, I'm not alone. Yeah. And this is okay to do. Cause that was another thing. Nobody understood personal development. It, it was mocked. Right. Like how did, like you're, you're goofy for working on yourself. Like, right. Like, I don't know. There was like this whole stigma to it in this area. And then also I'm in a very, very small area too, mm-hmm. where if you start talking about online business or, you know, wanting to have a business and it's something that's unheard of, yeah. like, like nobody gets it and you don't really have anybody to talk to about it. And you try to talk about these big grandiose ideas and you're yeah. all excited because yeah. you see the potential in something and it's like crickets. And then people look at you like, I have no idea what this girl's talking about right now. Like, yeah, she's a little cuckoo. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not in a super small town. Like Appleton is a decent sized area, but it's still a lot of people that don't really understand the coaching industry. They don't really. They don't understand under- info products. Yeah. When I'm like, I'm a coach, like, oh, well, what do you do websites or something? (laughs) Oh, my favorite is like, how do you make money from that? Yeah. And then it's like, you're trying to explain the business model, which they don't really have any business. They don't care. (laughs) No, they don't really care. It doesn't make any sense to them. Like, and you can sit there and you can try to draw it out and you can try to explain it. And it's like, you get it or you don't. Yeah. People are always just like, you're so cute on Facebook. Like, thanks. Like, that's what I do. Somehow they, people think that like, my job is just being on Facebook. <laughs> I thought that, that, that I was viewed that way at one point in time. But that was the thing. Like, when you do that, you find mm-hmm. those people. Yeah. And what happens when you can do that, when you are able to be yourself, it allows others to be themselves. Yes. I love that. Yes. I absolutely love it. Like that is the best thing in the world. So it's like, you can get on there and you can talk about something off the wall. Like if I want to talk about something nerdy as I'll get out, yeah, I can get on there and I can find somebody to yeah. nerd out with me. Yes. That's the best thing about social like that's how we met. That's how yeah. I've met the majority of my friends is through social media because I didn't know people around me that had the same interests as me. 
like I'm into a lot of spirituality and woo woo stuff. And a lot of people are just like, okay, but I have tons of people on social media. I could talk to about it. Right. Yeah. That is in like, even with like parenting and things like that, like people can yeah. find those different groups because people parent different. Yeah. So it's like, you can find these niches and it's like, once you find them, oh, yeah, so good. So good. Yeah. Like, it's nice I, to be understood. Exactly. Yeah. Like if I want to like get into some really weird art, I can. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't have to explain it to anybody because the people that get it, get it. One of my favorite mentors, like it's one of those things. If you're on, if you're doing your business and I feel like a lot of life stuff goes along with business and business stuff goes along with life. Like they tie yeah, together for sure. Yeah. So like in business, would you rather, would you rather try to convince somebody to like you and like your products or would you rather have a group of people that absolutely are like, oh my gosh, she has the most amazing personality. I trust her. I, I, I just take my money. Just yeah. take my money, you know? And then it's like, people don't understand. Huh? I want a million of those people. Right? But <laughs> people don't understand that you do that in life too. Like, yeah. why would you end up wanting to have people around you that you have to convince and why is it you're trying to impress somebody it's like you're always going to have to impress them that is such a good point because I never really thought about I think about that in business but I never really thought about that as like a real life scenario and we all do that at some point like yeah. you want other sports moms to like you or people at church if you go to church or PTA moms or whatever your whatever your people are <laughs> that you end up seeing on a daily basis I was definitely thinking the PTA moms the ones that have to like oh I have to bring snacks I'm like I run from the PTA moms I'm super involved the soccer moms. yeah <laughs> I'm a crazy basketball mom that's awesome. Yeah. And I get along with most of those moms, but <laughs> it's so still hard. Like, it's hard to relate to some people though, if their whole life is focused around their family. Like I understand caring about your family, being there for your family, but I find a lot of women just forget that they are a person. Yes. And they're just a mom. Like, what do you do for fun? They're like, they look at me like I'm insane. Like, I love that you brought that up. You don't have any hobbies? They're like, no. How do you have time for that? Like, They lose their identity. Yeah. And then when they become empty nesters, it's what do I do? Yeah. What do I do now? Stalk their children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cry, get divorced. It turns like, into a whole wait. thing. If you don't have an identity. Yeah. That's cue midlife crisis. Right. Yeah. I'll never forget when I started getting more hobbies. Probably like 
six, seven years ago, my kids started not being toddler. Like they were all past the toddler age. So I could start doing more stuff. They thought I was having a midlife crisis then because I have a lot of hobbies. And they're like, it's so weird that you want to do stuff all the time. I'm like, no, your friends, moms that refuse to leave their house without their children are weird. Right. I, I mean, I agree. I was thinking about that the other day because I had, I had mom guilt. Yeah. Because when I was a stay at home mom, it wasn't enough for me. Like it's like, I'm like, I want to do more. I want to feel like I'm contributing, you know, of course that is the most, like, that is the most important job you have is raising your kids. Right. But there's more like that's part of you. That's not all of you. That is part of you. Right. And I remember, I'm like, there's some people I don't understand. And it's a pet peeve of mine. People that stay home and like possibly don't work. And they're like, well, I can't work. I can't do anything. And it's like, well, you're saying you can't, we have the internet. (laughs) There is plenty you can do. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know how people sit and do nothing all the time. I don't know either. I, mean, I find a lot I like of moms that like do their, they like throw themselves into making their kids do all of these things, yes. like all the activities. So they're always busy. So they're like, well, I have to take Brooklyn and whoever, Grayson and Brooklyn and Joey to band and dance and soccer and basketball every day. And I just don't have any time left. I'm like, do that on purpose (laughs) or moms that constantly and I don't mean I don't mean any disrespect uh, by all means but the people that have to clean their house 24 7 yeah your kids aren't going to I mean is that really what you want them to remember we had a clean house yeah (laughs) you know it's like, no, let's make some memories. Yeah. And show How your kids you? that they can be people when they grow up. Not just yeah. a house cleaner and nanny. I had one person tell me that because they're busy all the time. And mm-hmm. actually, I've had like I've had it come about a lot lately where people are like, I have to stay busy because if I have time to think, it probably wouldn't be good. Yeah, I'm like, to me, that's cute that you need to take some time to think. Absolutely. Because they're just not processing anything then. It's all eventually. They're going to get sick, get some kind of autoimmune disease, get horrible anxiety. Like that stuff doesn't go away. No, it shows up somewhere. It's like, it's, 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 it's another type of addiction, really. Yeah. You know, some people might turn to alcohol or drugs of some sort and like uh, avoiding and keeping yourself busy like that. It's the same type of thing. Like, oh, you got to keep going. Got to keep going. Stay on that hamster wheel. Yeah. That's part of the reason that so many people lost it when everything shut down because they didn't know how to be alone with themselves and their thoughts. Meanwhile, I was like, this is so lovely. I don't have to leave my house. Right. It's like, oh, I can't come over. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> For the first couple of months, then I'm like, okay, I'm bored now. 
oh my gosh, me, I was like, oh my goodness, I finally have the time to do all the things I wanted to do. Yeah, I did so much. Did you too? I did, but the sad thing is, it shouldn't have took that to do it. That's a good point too. It shouldn't have took that. If that was something I really wanted to do, I mean, if anything, it opened my eyes to the fact that it's like, again, like with the boundaries and the, you know, it's one of those things like you should make time for that. Yeah. If that's important to you, you should make time for it. Absolutely. That's part of happiness too. It is. (laughs) It really is. Like, I mean, some people, and I mean, that's fine. Like if, if you want to sit there and you want to binge watch Netflix for days on end more, you know, do it. If that's, what's going to make you happy. I have days where I'm like, I, I do have days where I don't do anything. Yeah. I do have those days because you do need to have those occasionally. Yeah. You got to have time to reset and you got to be able to think. And, and that was m- another thing for me is, um, the last like two years, I have taken a lot of time besides with COVID because let's face it, even though there was COVID and people having to stay away, no, not everybody listened. Well, yeah, that's very <laughs> true. <laughs> if, if people want to make something happen, they make it happen. Yeah. And then of course you have those people who you're not going to tell me what to do. Oh Yeah. And naturally those people, of course, those people like reached out to me and I'm like, I don't want to, (laughs) I don't want to, like, I love you, but I don't want to. So it was kind of one of those things that like, I kind of forget where I was going with that. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. You were talking about taking time to yourself. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. I just. I had to apologize to many people because I would tell them, I'm sorry, I'm just taking a lot of time for myself right now. It's nothing personal. Yeah. But it was taking that time to do things I wanted to do. Like I went rollerblading a lot. I took my kids, but I, by myself, you know, I didn't, I didn't need a bunch of people. It was something I was doing for me. Yeah. It made me feel good. Yeah. And I love that. Everything that we choose to do doesn't have to be like in furtherance of a goal or to like make money off of. You could just do things just because it feels good and it makes you happy. Exactly. And the sad thing is a lot of people, when it comes, if you can't answer the question, this is a way to know, like, if you really need to, it, it's kind of an indicator whether you're pretty happy or not. But if you had 10 hours given to you, okay, eight, I'll say eight. Okay. If I said, girl, tomorrow, you got eight hours to do whatever you want. Just whatever you want to do, you do it. And if you can't think of anything, that's why you're unhappy. Yeah. I would want to be on a beach because it's really cold in Wisconsin today. <laughs> I'm with you on that. I'm a, I, yes, <laughs> I would be okay with being on a beach today because it was cold here in Ohio too. <laughs> I was like, Ooh. yeah, I like fall. I don't like winter. 
No. And it went from like 40 to like eight. So yeah, it's a lot. So yeah, I would definitely want to be on a beach, but I could name, you know, a million different things I could do in eight hours. Exactly. It It's those people that haven't found the clarity that they're normally unhappy. You can't hit a target you can't see. Yeah. At least not easily. No, just maybe accidentally, but probably not. Yeah, like you might get lucky. There's a little tiny percentage, but most likely no. Right. And that's the other thing. A lot of people put so much emphasis on how much time and money they put into something. Yeah. Like they'll keep going with it because I've already invested X amount of dollars. I've already invested this much time. And it's like, you wouldn't keep going in your car in the wrong direction. Me and you want to go to the beach right now, right? Yep. So if we're trying, let's say, I'm going to say Florida. Let's say Florida. I'm just going to throw Florida out there. Okay. Me and you are in a car and we make it all the way to the other side, Canada. Are we going to keep going north? No. That is not we're the not beach gonna, we want. <laughs> that's not where we want to go. We said we no. want warm. Yeah. Like, we're not going to go that direction and you're not going to keep going. Well, you know, we've already, you know, put this much. I mean, you might do that. That's settling. Yes. And you're not truly going to be happy because it's not what you wanted. Right. So you don't just do something because you have time and money invested because again, what's the real cost? Yeah. Your long-term happiness. Yeah. It's not worth it. No, because we have a limited amount of time. So all the time we spend, even if it's an extra month, two months, because I hear a lot of people say like, well, I can stick it out for another six months. So I can stick it out for another five years. I can retire in five years. So you're going to be unhappy for another five years. You don't know if you have five years. We yep. never know. That's such a good point. And you're just like putting these make, make-believe deadlines on when you're going to start doing things that make you happy. Yeah. Start living today. Why yeah. wait till tomorrow? Right. Why? I mm-hmm. remember that was something when, um, when I went through my divorce, um, they said to me, you really want to throw 12 years down the drain. And I replied saying, I don't want 12 more. And that's a problem. Yeah. Again, it's like one of those things, well, we've invested this much time and it's like, but would I want to do it again? Yeah. No. No. Then you might as well cut your losses right now as soon as you realize it and start living the life you actually want. Exactly. Yeah. Just got Was there like a moment that you realized, like, I need to start living my life for me? Did something happen or you just like woke up fed up one day? Well, first of all, it was, it, it, it is kind of a wake up call. It happened gradually. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was one of those things I was so focused, my happiness, I had defined happiness to me. And I had it in my mind 
after watching, you know, growing up, um, I didn't want to be a quitter. Right. I was like, I don't want to be a quitter. And I was like, the thing that makes me happy. And I know where my priority is as far as, um, I just didn't know how to go about it. Like to me, relationships are everything. That is the most important thing to me. Yeah. But my issue was, is I had put myself in the fact of, and I used to wear it like a badge of honor. Like I'm happy making other people happy. Yeah. And I never realized how ego driven that was. Like that's actually kind of a selfish thing to say. Right. And I hadn't realized that because I'm not really making them happy to make them happy. I'm making them happy to make me happy. Yeah. (laughs) So I kept pushing and I, you know, I started realizing that it didn't matter how happy, how positive, it didn't matter how I was if the other person doesn't want to be happy. Right. And eventually over time, I got sick of the fight. Yeah. I'm like, I can't keep doing this. I'm like, this is holding me back. Yeah. And I kept telling myself kind of that whole pretty prison. I was like, or like how you just said, I'll be happy when. I'll be happy when we have a different house. Mm -hmm. I'll be happy when we live and our kids go to this certain school. I'll be happy when this happens. So I kept putting off my happiness, just thinking, I just need to make it last just a little bit longer. And if I just love enough, and if I'm mentally tough enough, I got this. Yeah. Spoiler alert, I didn't have this. I didn't have this. And those things all finally lined up because I'm a go-getter. Yeah. (laughs) I definitely go after the things I want. Yeah. They all lined up and I seen it. And again, for me, I was investing all of my happiness in a person instead of trying to take responsibility for making myself happy. Yeah. And then I started seeing, it's like, I can't do this. Like, I'm not happy. And then it was one of those things too, that like, I started feeling I was getting in trouble for things out of my control. Yeah. And so that was very eye-opening. And I would say probably the biggest determining factor for me, because I mean, it was a long process. It was probably 10 years in the making. Yeah. Because I did, I started secretly as I'm like doing dishes and everything. I'm listening to, you know, personal development. And to me, when I was doing that, I'm like, I'm trying to make myself happy for my family. Right. And when you start doing those kinds of things, you finally hit this fork in the road where it's like, you either grow with me or you don't. Yeah. And patterns don't lie. No, they do not. So it was one of those things. I'm like, do I want to keep doing this? Because this is the pattern. The writing's on the wall. I can't deny it. Right. And so I'm like, I have to do what's best for me. I have to get out of this situation. I did it quite a few times. 
um, the first time I did it, I was in high school. Um, my mom was a uh, manic depressive bipolar. My mom had a very traumatic childhood, horrible, horrible childhood. Um, a lot of bad things happened to her. So I, and that's the other thing we use as a crutch, like I understand it. So we make it okay because we understand it. Right. But that's not, that's not right. You still have to respect yourself. Like you can understand it and respect the situation for what it is, but you still have to have the self-respect. Yes. So there was a lot of issues I had going on with my mom. Um, It was probably one of her episodes because my mom wasn't diagnosed when I was in high school. Okay. And so I, and she also got um, into a really bad accident at her work. She got caught in a conveyor belt because she worked at a factory. Because that's what's, that's what you do in this area. You either work in a factory. Yeah. (laughs) Or if you're lucky, you have like, you work for the village or the city or whatever, you know, but most of your people work in a factory in this area. Right. Right. That's a very Midwest thing. Yeah. Yeah. Or they're farmers. Oh yeah. (laughs) Or they're farmers. So my mom with her hair back in a ponytail, her hair gets caught in a conveyor belt and she has to pull herself out of this machine to keep herself from getting crushed. In doing so, she had a big old bald spot on the back of her head about that big. And she pulled all her trapezius muscles to the point of scar tissue. It it wrecked her. It wrecked that woman. And when it came to the aftercare for it, they just kept giving her pills for everything. Pills on pills on pills on pills instead of teaching other coping, you know, more holistic, you know, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with medication that's needed. Yeah. But I feel like the full spectrum needed to be done. Like you need to learn the cognitive um, side of it. Did I lose you? Okay. Sorry. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I agree. When all that happened, I immediately, like that was life-changing for me. That really hit me as far as having codependency because then I became responsible. My mom was laid up on the couch, passed out from her medications after being hurt. And they kept, like I said, they kept prescribing her more and more. We ended up taking a full bag, like a Walmart size bag or like a shopping bag full of narcotics from her they basically made my mom a drug addict yeah that's what they do and with all this happening I have a younger brother so who I I have no choice like I have to step up and I have to take care of you know this and one of her boyfriends because she had guys that came and went right there was a time like he got into this whole thing where all he could keep down was orange soda. I went to go get orange soda with my permit (laughs) and um, it was like 11 o'clock at night. And I live in this small town that has one light. Yeah. They don't have it. My thought, this is the only thing this man is keeping down. 
I need to get this. So he lives <laughs> like this is important. So yeah. I drive to the next town, which is 20 minutes away. Yeah. Get it. Go in straight in, get it, come back home. My mom made me, um, again, she's not medicated at this time as far as for medic bipolar. Right. right? But she's on these other things. Yeah. That's a great combination. Yeah. It's fabulous. It's so great. And she ended up telling me, you need to turn in your softball uniform. And that was the only, I played softball and volleyball. Those are the only two sports I played. And not that I was like great, but it was like one of those things, like I'm hoping I get a scholarship right, for college. She's like, you're going to need to turn in your uniform because they're not going to want you after missing a month because you did what you wanted to do. And you deliberately did that knowing like that I was being conniving, like I was being disobedient. And I was like, I was crushed. I was absolutely crushed from it because I'm like, I thought I was doing the right thing. I thought I did a good thing. I thought I did the right thing and I was being punished for it. Right. And it's like things like that kept occurring. And like I said, I had a younger brother when my brother ended up moving in because my brother has a different dad. When my brother went to go live with his dad, that was when I was like, I got to make an escape plan. I got a job. I paid for my own car in high school. I paid for my senior pictures. I paid for my insurance. I worked a job. I worked, um, you know, I, I was working to try to take care of myself so that I could move out. I slowly put together a tote, like, what am I going to need to move? And I'm like, I, I got to get out of here. Yeah. I can't live like this. This is not good for me. Cause right. there was one day I remember sitting at the kitchen table and I, I got into a point where I was seriously considering suicide. And I'm like, I can't, I'm like, screw that. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> Instead of that, yeah. it was like, I'm getting out of here. Like, no, it's not worth it. When I can, le- I can leave. Yeah. I can leave. Like I, I can do this. And it's like in the same respect, while this is all going on, that's where this, knight in shining armor comes in you know to me because it's somebody that's listening to me going through this and you know as I'm being locked out of my house yeah. <laughs> they're like you can come stay here I felt like I was being rescued right and so I gravitated toward that and I had myself the means of being on my own yeah but then that person was like no you're not getting a roommate they were very insecure. I'm going to live with you. So I never had that chance to live on my own. Yeah. So hence the last two years is why I have been so in like solitude because I've been living on my own so that I can consciously make decisions for myself because I got to a point where I couldn't make any decisions. Yeah. I wouldn't go to the, I couldn't go to the store because I would buy the wrong thing. Yeah. I didn't have friends because I didn't want to upset anybody. I couldn't, you know, I got to where I didn't know what to clean in my house first because I didn't want to get in trouble. It was so crippling, so crippling. And so it's like, I had put myself right back in the situation I was trying to get out of. 
Yeah, because we gravitate towards what we're used to. Our body wants to stay in a comfortable state. And even if chaos is comfortable, that's what you're going to do. Yeah. There's people who constantly create chaos in their lives because that's what they're used to. And it feels weird at first when everything is calm. Yeah. A friend of mine told me, she's like, you're living by yourself. I can all, she's like, I could never imagine living by myself. And the lady's older than me. And I'm like, wow. I'm like, I honestly kind of feel like, and it's probably gonna make some people mad, but I feel like everybody should really have time because that's what I, I become codependent. I was, my mom had mental illness and she had, you know, drug issues. Yeah. And so I was codependent in the fact of that. And my dot, my dad was nowhere around. My dad always like lived far away. Um, so, and my dad, my dad even offered for me to like live with him. And I knew my life would be better. Yeah. Like financially and stuff, but I'm like, I have to take care of mom. Yeah. I have to take care of my brother. Yeah. So it's like, I felt that moral obligation to step right out of that. And so it's like, I'm like, I, I, I didn't form at that point. I just put all my dreams and ambitions aside and I just focused on that. And then it's like, when I finally did move away, it's like, again, now I put all my thoughts and ambitions into my relationship because I watched and I knew what I wanted. I wanted that high school sweetheart. I wanted the, the, you know, again, the image that society portrayed. Yeah. I meet, I meet said guy. We, you know, build our lives. Yeah. I check off all the boxes. Yep. I got, I got to check off all the boxes. And of course, the minute we got married, what was the first thing everybody wants to start it? When are you having kids? You know, like, yeah. And the signs were there. And I ignored them. Right. And anytime. Huh? Because you were checking off the boxes. So it doesn't matter. Exactly. Like I said, I'm a go-getter. Yeah. I mean, I will achieve goals. I am driven. Unfortunately, I got to make sure I'm on the right path. Yeah. You could go really fast in the wrong direction. (laughs) Like, if used the wrong way, this could be really bad. Like, thankfully, I mean, thankfully, and maybe it was because I was so busy, you know, doing all that, that I didn't get into drugs. There's so many people around here that have gotten into heroin and everything else and meth. And, and it's like, I was too busy for any of that. Right. I didn't have time for that. Like, I don't know, maybe give me something to stay up all night. Like if anything, I would have done uppers to try to get everything done. (laughs) like because I need I got I got stuff to do right house to clean got kids to take care of but it's like I did I built that and I hadn't even realized that I had built the very thing I was trying to escape all over again yeah like all in the sun like I said the signs were there I ignored them and like I said I had it conditioned in my head because I knew what I wanted Yeah. I wanted the relationship. I wanted the family. I wanted the career. I wanted all these things. And my thing is when I'm, it's the same thing with, with my goals and with, with my person of interest, 
Like if you are my person, you're my person. Yeah. So I'm like, we're, we're doing this. <laughs> I'm like, we're doing this. Like I'm all in. Like, I yeah. hope you're all in because I'm all in. <laughs> and I remember asking him like right out, like before we even had kids and stuff before we, I think it was before we even really lived together. I had asked about college and he was like, I'm not going to go to college. And I'm like, well, I can't go to college then because if I go to college, we're not going to make it. And I knew it. I freaking knew it. If I grow myself, we're not going to make it. Yeah. I knew at like 17 years old and I ignored it because I'm like this is what I want right but it wasn't what I wanted no and then because I was so unhappy and realizing that like I can't make you happy and I'm not making me happy because I'm trying to make somebody happy that isn't taking the time to find out what makes them happy yeah I'm like this we're just going in circles and I, I, that was the conversation I had. And that was probably like the most defining point, like the whole week before that conversation happened, where we split, I didn't eat for a week. Oh, I, wow. couldn't. I couldn't. And I was a big girl. So I get that nobody would have noticed because I had gained, I, I was like, <laughs> I was almost 300 pounds. Because I couldn't, again, I couldn't, I couldn't make decisions and I couldn't do things for myself. Like it was one of those things, like, you know how you're out and about and you're like, oh, I'm going to stop by the store to pick this up. Yeah. Seems like such a meaningless, easy thing to do. Right. I wasn't allowed to do those things. No, you should just come home first. And then if I did it, you should have just, you should have came home. And then I feel guilty. I'm like, oh my gosh, I disappointed you. Yeah. I'm so awful. So awful. So I did like even the littlest thing. So it's like, I remember I took my dog for a walk and the comment was made like, it doesn't work if you only do it once. I, and you get to where you hear that so much. Yeah. You, you feed, like you said, you manifest it because you're feeding your brain. Yeah. You're keeping it there. Yeah. So again, yeah, I'm fighting that 95%. That's what I did the last two years is I fought that 95%. So now would you say, how happy are you now? now oh, I'm way happy. Like talking oh. to you right now is amazing. Like I'm thrilled. I'm tickled to death. I love because that. Because this was something I loved doing. Yes. I love having these conversations, like real life conversations. Let's talk about real life problems that women really go through and we don't talk about because heaven forbid somebody know that there was problems in your life and everything isn't perfect. And that's a lot of the reason why people don't want to like do personal development or do therapy or any of that, because that insinuates, oh, I'm wanting to get happier. That means I'm not happy. Yeah. When instead we need to think of it as I'm wanting to feed that happiness. I'm happy. Why not see how much happier I can get? Right. Like, let's see how far we can go with this. I mean, we're already this happy. Let's let's take this up a notch. Exactly. Just keep getting better. 
Right. And for me, I think a lot of it is just like being able to remain calm in situations that I wouldn't have in the past. Like I'm already happy, but now I'm also not just like flipping out about every random thing that happens. Like I see people are so angry, just so angry. Like, how are you guys so angry? How do you live every day? You're gonna have a heart attack. Right. And I'm coming back like, it's life. Like, and some of them, I just want to hug them. Like some of them I see, they're so anxious. And I will will literally tell people. Yeah. Nobody's going to die. Yeah. Calm down. Nobody's going to die. It's, it's okay. But they, they do like this, you know, oh, well, we have to have this done at this time. Who says? Yeah. Okay. So what happens if you don't? It's late. Yeah. Okay. It's late. Yeah. Question for you. Okay. How do you feel about baby showers? Um, I don't really care about them. Me neither. If I go to a baby shower, I must really, really freaking care for you. You better be like immediate family or whatever. I can go. And I can like get into the games and be, you know, very social. And it looks like I'm enjoying it because I will make the best of it by all means. If I'm there, I'm going to make the best of it, but I don't want to. (laughs) No, I don't want to. I don't want (laughs) to. I'm not going to. So I can't even remember the last time I went to a baby shower. So have you had people invite you to something and then you tell them no and they like wig out on you? No, people think I'm a bitch. So they don't really try me. (laughs) (laughs) Probably just choose not to talk to me and I'm okay with that. There was one person, well, I invited you on Facebook and I'm like, first of all, if you want me somewhere, don't hit me up on social. (laughs) Right. Like if it's important, you're going to text that to me or call me. Minimally. Minimally. Don't expect me to see it. Do you not understand how congested all that is? Oh my God. That's what I say. (laughs) People send me event notifications and then they're like, you didn't, I invited you like where on Facebook? Like, do you know? the level of notifications I get on Facebook. Like, there's just no way. I don't see half my notifications. I tell people that all the time. Like, I get 10,000 notifications a day. You know, I have 5,000 people on Facebook. I get a lot of notifications. You better inbox me if you want me to know something. Exactly. But that's the thing. Like, so whenever, like with a baby shower, why would you want someone there that doesn't want to be there? Yeah. A lot of people are like, well, you need to be here. You need to be here for me. You need to be here for me. I need you here. And they'll even tell you, you don't have to bring anything. I just want you here. Yeah. And it's like, okay, but why would you want, like, I went and seen the lights. Mm-hmm. Beautiful by the way, if you get the chance to do something like that, oh my gosh, do it. It's gorgeous. Yeah, absolutely breathtaking. Um, but a friend of mine, really close friend of mine that I've known since second grade was supposed to go with me. Mm -hmm. 
He's like, hey, I'm sick. I'm sorry. I can't go. Please don't hate me. I'm like, did you really just apologize for being sick? (laughs) That is what we do. Like, please don't. I'm like, first of all, if you're sick, you're not going to have a good time. And I'm going to be worried about you having a good time. So I'm not going to have a good time. Yeah. But nobody's going to have a good time in this situation. Right. Why would you go? Yeah. That's the same thing. I had a party this weekend because my birthday is next weekend. And a lot of people didn't show up that told me that they were showing up. I birthday, by the way. Thanks. <laughs> I didn't care who came and who didn't come. I was going to have fun if I was the only person there. And people are apologizing. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I was like, sorry for what? Like, I had fun. You could have had fun too. You didn't, it wasn't working out for your schedule or you're having a bad day or whatever the story was. That's okay. I don't require anything of anybody. Exactly. And that's how it should be. I mean, honestly, if you want to be instantly happier, like right now. Mm -hmm get rid of your expectations. Yeah. Because that's what ends up letting us down is our expectations. Yeah. If you want to be there, be there. Like, like, like how I said the other day, you know, if you're going to do a good deed, do it because you want to do it. Yeah. Don't do it expecting something in return. Right. You know, like people get mad if they say, you know, you know, you tell somebody hi, you mm-hmm. expect like that exchange. Right. I say hi, you say hi back. And then you yeah. get mad if they don't say hi back because you had the ex- the expectation that they were going to say it back. Right. But it's like, shouldn't you just be saying hi because you wanted to say hi? Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. Like, otherwise, what are you doing it for? You're doing it for the return. Yeah. Yeah. Doing it just so you can get something back. Yeah. I have another question for you. Okay. What do you want your life to look like in five years? Ooh, in five years? That's a tough one. Um, well, here's the thing. We tend to... How does, how does that go? We overestimate what we can do in five years and we underestimate what we can do in 30 days. Yeah. So with that being said, uh, ideally, um, I want to have, um, I'm building and I think you're going to like this because you you told me like, you're in agreement with this. Like we both don't like social norms. Yeah. I don't like the status quo. I don't, we don't like labels. Right. Um, you know, I feel everything is situational. Like I think everything deserves its independent, you know, analyzation. Yeah. Because, you know, it's almost like that whole thing. Fair isn't giving everybody what you know, the same thing. It's giving everybody what they need to succeed. Yes. That whole thing. So my thing is I am on a mission. You are a tinker. A tinker to me is any creative person 
or any, you know, like artists, mm-hmm. like I said, creative or artists that likes to experiment and basically be innovative. Yeah. Think outside the box. We're not scared to experiment and try new things. Yeah. So my thing is, it's like, I'm trying to start this movement and that's where the whole life coaching comes in. Success coaching is my goal because I truly feel in my heart that the world would be a better place if people got to do what they love. Yes. Because that makes them feel happy when you're doing that thing, when you're in the zone. Yeah. Yeah you're happy. Yeah. So my goal within the next five years is to, I want to establish, I want to create a place, which I'm working on with resources to where people can get like how I was. Again, I was, I I felt I couldn't do personal development. Right. Because that was shameful and weird, and not right. Yeah. So I had my earbuds in. What did I do? I found online resources. I, um, thankfully, I did couponing when I wasn't working to try to get money. Because again, I can't just not do anything. And I Mm -hmm. love to learn and research. Yeah. Girl, I learned extreme couponing, just saying. (laughs) (laughs) But, oh, yeah. Girl had 32 things of ivory body wash that got paid 32 cents. Thank you. I got paid to take that out of the store. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So it, it, again, if I want to do something, I freaking do it. Yes. <laughs> I am all in. Um, but my goal is, is to help those people that have that spark, that are tinkers, that want it, they're willing to experiment and they're willing to find that thing that's going to make them happy and do it. Because yeah. most likely that gives back to the world too. You know, yeah. how many people, you know, oh, I want to be a vet. That's giving back to the world. Yeah. And everybody, like you, those people that have that spark, they have something that the world needs. Yeah. Because just because I tell you something one way doesn't mean you're going to get it. Somebody could do the exact same thing I'm doing and you get it. Yeah. Because everybody's different. Yeah. So I want to be able to provide resources, you know, for people that they're not able to. So I want to be able to have like free resources and everything Mm -hmm. where people can listen, like how you have your podcast. Amazing, by the way. Love it. I went through and I was looking through. I'm like, ooh, I want to. I want to listen to this one. I want to listen to this one. <laughs> but, <laughs> but for those people that have that spark, but they need the how. Yeah. Like, okay. I realize this is a thing. How do I do it? Because that's what I didn't have. I didn't yeah. have somebody saying, "Okay, this is what you do now." Okay, yeah. this is how you get your life in order. You know, that's stuff they don't teach you in school. No, they don't. Instead, they're worried about common core math. Yeah. Which I don't. uh, Anyway, that's a whole nother (laughs) subject. But I'm like life skills. They took out the life skills. And then it's like people don't people lack critical thinking and everything because they're not taking the time to experiment and try things and do things. Right. 
so I'm wanting to be able to put together these sort resources. I want to help a hundred thousand tinkers. That's awesome. I want to help a hundred thousand tinkers do what they love. And I realize that that means helping them find what they love. So not only am I helping them do what they love, I'm helping them find what they love. Yeah. So we find it and then we go after it because that's what I'm good at. I'm good at going after things. Yeah. <laughs> but you got to have the roadmap of where you're going. Yes. So like, that's where my passion is. I want to help people live outside this status quo. I want them to live authentically. I want, like, I love the whole thought of, I like, individualism. Yes, me too. Yes. So that is where I want to be in five years. I want to be able to say I've helped a hundred thousand tinkers and <laughs> that they've surpassed me, you know, and yeah. that I've been able to connect with these people all over the world. And I want to be able to go and be like, to see them in action. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because every, it's changing the world one person at a time. Absolutely. That's, that's where I want to be in five years. I love that. That's a great goal. Thank you. So I, I really want to surpass that goal, but. I think it's a good start. That's a good start. You can always go bigger. I, that's, I would rather overachieve. Yeah. I'd rather set it small and overachieve it. Absolutely. So how can the listeners connect with you online? If they want to reach out to you after this. Maybe they're a tinker and you have some ideas for them. Well, if they want to help, for one, support the mission, and want to be able to see more type of stuff regarding that, mm -hmm. I have actually set up a Patreon okay. over at patreon.com forward slash tinker inspo. Okay. I'll put that in the show notes. Thank you. Um, yeah. So that like, just for a dollar, like a dollar can help change somebody's life because Absolutely. that's what I'm doing. Like I'm going to put everything there. I want to be able to create this space for people to give people a place to go. Okay. I love that. Thank you. So they can connect there. Um, it's still in the works. So they'll actually be able to help. And that's the other thing is this isn't about me. This is about us. This is about like us as a society being able yeah. to do those things. So that, um, that means, you know, I want other people to be able to contribute to that and everything. And like I said, it can be one of those things, like just that can help change the world. And then if they want to be able to reach out to me as well, I am on Instagram at Brittany Marie IG. Okay. Yes. And I'm currently working on a website, but it's not done yet because I decided to go the Patreon route. Okay. That sounds great. I'll put all that information in the show notes for everybody. I appreciate that. I have Facebook, but I don't use it very much. No. <laughs> like I said, I get, I get lost over there. I'm like, yeah, I'm done with that. <laughs> yeah. It's not for everyone. <laughs> it's not for everyone. No. All right. I appreciate you being here today. I appreciate everybody tuning in to listen. 
Do you have I, anything else you want to add before we sign off the episode? Yeah, I want your listeners to know it is your job to see your vision. Yes. Yes. We can't do that for you. <laughs> yep. It is. Well, and I just, I say that, like, don't let anybody stand in the way of your vision just because they don't understand it. Oh yeah. That's a really good point because I, I rarely have people that understand what I'm trying to do or what I'm doing until I'm like in the middle of it. And then they're like, oh, I kind of get it now. And people mean well. So you might say your idea and then they might add suggestions, which kind of gets you to have like a squirrel moment. So it's like, I was doing this, but now I'm doing this because this person suggested it. Yeah. That's a really good point too. Stay in your lane. <laughs> yeah. And don't talk to everybody about your ideas. Yes. Only the few good people that understand yeah. and get it. Yeah. And like know how to talk to you about your ideas. Right. And that are supportive of it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank Thank you you. so much for having me on here. I've enjoyed every moment getting to talk to you. I have really enjoyed this too.